0: Amen. Good morning, church. Turning your Bibles to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, as we continue in our series on what heaven will be like. We've been teaching various doctrinal elements of what is called eschatology, the end times, um, the future, what the Lord is going to do, what we're going to be like. And so we've been trekking along for weeks now. And we're in a section right now that we're calling Heavenly Bodies. Uh, we're going to be talking about Heavenly Bodies, part one today, and, um, and we'll, we'll go into part two next week, and then in a couple of Sundays, we'll talk about what we're going to be doing in the eternal state. Uh, today, the service is abbreviated because we are going to have a, what we call our annual meeting in just a few moments Uh, And so when I finish the message today, we're going to be able to take a break. So for those who are with us who are first-time guests, you are welcome to stay with us today and and listen to the things that God has done and what we believe he is going to do for the church. You're welcome to stay, but you're also, uh, if you would like to leave, of course, that is your prerogative. And we also want to make sure that when we dismiss in a few minutes that those of you who have children, you can go and get your children and bring them back and that will also allow our children's ministry workers to be um, present when we talk about things that are coming up in the annual meeting. So our kids went out and they're going to come right back. So it's an abbreviated Sunday, so a lot going on, but we believe this honors and pleases the Lord to make sure that we are about our Father's business. So Heavenly Bodies, part one, let's pray. Lord, you have set this up to bless us tremendously. Lord, as I peek into what you have for us in glory, as I do my best to share from your word the things that you have prepared for those of us who love you, I pray that we would all have ears to hear and a heart that will be able to feel these great things. The Holy Spirit is the first fruits of our inheritance. He allows us to taste what is coming. So Holy Spirit give us a taste even in this abbreviated message this morning. May we be hopeful. May we be encouraged. May we anticipate our future home and our time with you. Thank you for preparing bodies for us that can stand to be in your presence. Thank you for having it all taken care of. You're an amazing God. Help me to preach. For I pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen. We have been made in the image of God. And as a result, we have dignity and purpose and value. And to God, all of us are therefore wonderful, beautiful, meaningful, delightful, and even colorful, as my wife writes. So we've been made in his image and we are special, each and every one of us, to the point where he knows every hair that's on your head, every pain that is in your heart. He doesn't make junk or trash. We are treasures in his presence, and that's a good thing. Your DNA is unique, your dental structure, is unique. Your fingerprints are unique because the God who commanded the rain and even the snow to come down, and no two snowflakes are the same. So no two human beings are the same. You've been created in his image and in his likeness, and he loves you so much. But on our best day, which may not be today for some of us, but on our best day, the Bible says As beautiful as we are, as wonderful as we are, our present bodies are sinful, or to flip it, they're full of sin. Our present bodies are wretched, vile, corruptible, lowly, dusty, weak, decaying, and even dishonorable. Those are things found in the Bible about our bodies. So yes, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but we are in fallen earth suits. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, Solomon said, the wisest man who ever lived, that there will come a day when your hands will tremble, your teeth will fall out and be few. He even said your hearing will decrease, your eyesight will grow dim. And listen to this, your bladder will get you up early with the birds. That's what he said. He said, your hair will turn gray as the blossom, as the uh, uh, pomegranate tree blossoms. You will fear falling down because you know if you fall, your bones are brittle and you will get hurt. And he even says, your desire will fail. Now, men, I don't know what he means by that. (laughs) As it now stands, our frail, fallen bodies are not suited for heaven or the new earth that we will inhabit with the Lord. The good news, however, is that we shall all be changed. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, by the grace of God, every believer in Jesus will receive a bodily upgrade. Now, I don't know about you, but I love it whenever I get an upgrade, when my computer says, there's an upgrade available. I I love when I get an upgrade because that means there's going to be an improvement on what I already have. But this is really more than an upgrade. This is like a recall. (laughs) (laughs) you ever, you know, see one of those ads come up and there's something wrong with an automobile and they're like, there's a recall on Ford Fusions, you know, bring them in and you're hoping that they'll just scrap the car and give you a new one, you know, that there's a recall and there's going to be a recall because each of us who know Jesus, I must stress that, will receive a brand new heavenly body and listen to this, and we'll get it without working for it. We should work our bodies. Now, to get the body we want and the body we should have, you know, bodily exercise, there is profit in that. And so we should exercise and eat right and sculpt our bodies. But this body we're going to get, we're going to get it without working for it. Each of us will have a body in glory that resembles the glorious body of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. I have to say it again because some of you may have never heard that before. We're all at different stages in our walks with the Lord. Some of us are brand new. Some of us have been walking for a long time. This is old information, but I must remind you, for those of you where it's old, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You still need to hear it even though you may know it because you need to embrace these truths. And then there are some here who's never heard this, that you will receive a body in glory that resembles the glorious body of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to prove it with just three scriptures today. Philippians chapter 3 is our first one that I read. Beginning at verse 20, Philippians 3, the jailbird, Paul, writes, for our citizenship is in heaven. Oh, because of the season. I must stop there really quickly. Paul had Roman citizenship, amen, which he didn't buy He was born into it, and he also had, most importantly, heavenly citizenship. So like Paul, we are dual citizens here in the United States, those of us who know Jesus. We are citizens of the kingdom of God, and we are citizens of the United States of America. And we are called as citizens of this earthly kingdom to be good citizens. We are called to be respectful of others, especially those who disagree with us. We have the privilege and the right to vote and we should not take that for granted in this kingdom because in other earthly kingdoms people don't get a chance to vote because of their dictatorships or form of government or what have you. So therefore, because of what was purchased for us, especially for those of us who were denied the right to vote historically, we better be the first ones at the polls when they open to exercise our right to vote. Too many people marched, bled, and died for us to vote. We need to vote. That's what good citizens do. And we also pay our taxes, amen, walls and lights. We we get involved. We run for office. We pray for those in office. We hold those in office accountable to the things that they said. It's amazing how they show up all the time around election time. And once they get elected, you don't see them again for two, three, four years. But we're going to hold you accountable because we remember what you said. Also, we are going to stand for policies that help all people, especially Weak people. Remember that no one party fully represents the interests of the kingdom of God. I'm going to say it one more time. No one party fully represents the interests of the kingdom of God. No Democrat, Republican, or President of the United States is above critique. Let no one shame you for how you voice your opinion or how you prioritize the issues. You have dual citizenship, but the citizenship that is most important is not the one here, but the one that is in glory. And the one that is in glory even gives you the proper perspective to view situations and issues here. But Paul says, let me move on, because I could stop and talk about Philippi and that region that he was in and how he knew that people bowed down to the emperor. But in chapter 2, he says, every knee's going to bow down to Jesus. I know I'm treading on some waters that ain't correct politically, but I don't care, because I'm a child of God first before I'm a citizen of Rome. I, I, I wish I could go, but I said time is of essence today. He goes on to say in verse 20, he says our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus. Why are we waiting for Jesus to come? Because man's government, as best as it is, is still fallen, is still corrupt. The scales are still imbalanced. We're waiting for the one where the government will be on his shoulders we're waiting for the messiah to come the king of kings to rule and to reign with righteousness and justice and equity for all so we're eagerly awaiting for him to come into this fallen world verse 21 but not only are we waiting for him to come to rule we're also waiting for him to come so he can do some transforming because he will transform our lowly body some versions call that vile body That it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So when Jesus comes, he's going to not only reign and rule, but he's going to transform his people to have bodies, physical bodies, just like his body. So we are eagerly waiting. In other words, we have anticipation and longing for him to come. Because our bodies groan to be clothed with our heavenly tent. Because we fall, we fail, we grieve God's spirit. Oh, Lord, when are you coming to get me in this new body? Some of us have bodies that are wrapped with pain and sickness. No matter how many pills we take, no matter how many times people lay hands on us, and we may get healed. We get sick again, and we cry out, Lord, I'm ready for my heavenly body. And the Lord says, I'm on my way. But don't stop there. Go over to 1 John chapter 3. What kind of bodies are we going to have? We're going to have bodies like the Lord Jesus. 1 John chapter 3, just one verse. Verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God. Anybody a child of God in here by faith? Amen. That's what he said. Right now we're children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But We know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall what? See him as he is. So when we behold him, we will instantaneously be made like him in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, 1 Corinthians 15. So when we see him, we're going to be transformed to be made like him. I don't fully understand what all of that means, but at the base of this, I understand that I'm going to be made like Jesus Christ. Now, this being made like Jesus Christ is being made like Jesus in quality, but not in divinity. Okay, let's just set that straight. There's only one God. There's only one son of God. Unlike other religions that think that when you go to heaven, you're going to be a god and have your own planets, and you know, that's not what this is. No, 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 there's only one god and sovereign king of the universe, and his son's name is Jesus Christ. We're going to be made like him in quality, but not in divinity. Only one god, and we are not him. This god has many what is called communicable and incommunicable attributes. A communicable attribute, that's something you can catch. An incommunicable attribute, that's something you can't catch. When we're made in the image of God, there are certain things that we can catch that are like God because we're made in his image. So, therefore, we're rational. We're intelligent. But even as we're communicable and we have this rationale because God has rationale, there's an incommunicable attribute called omniscience. And none of us have that. So we have some intelligence, but we don't have all knowledge. Uh, we can get love because God is love. But don't get it twisted now, 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 now. We, we can get that from him, but he is love. And so there are things that Christians, he is holy, be holy for I am holy. That's a communicable attribute. That means just be set apart. But again, he dwells in unapproachable light. So that, that's incommunicable. So, so being made in God's image, he allows us to have some things, some qualities that are like him. But then there's some qualities that are just unique and set apart to him. The same is true when we go to the new earth or we go into glory. I got a call today of a young man who used to attend this church many years ago, passed away this morning, had been battling cancer for several years, and when the pastor told me the news, uh, my heart was sad, but at the same time, my heart was glad because I knew he was now in the presence of the Lord and no more cancer in his body. And so that's the good news that we have. And and, and when we get that new body, we'll have eternal communicable attributes, which I'll talk about next week. But then finally, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'll talk about how this body that we're going to get that's like Jesus. I'm going to talk about some of the unique features and things that we'll have because of our relationship to Jesus 1 Corinthians 15, verse 46. If you don't have it, it should be on the screen. Paul says, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward, the spiritual. Verse 47, for the first man was of the earth, made of dust. That's speaking of Adam. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. Verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Who Paul calls in verse 43 or 45 rather the last Adam. So because of the first Adam... We were born into the world, but we were born with sin. We were born in a fallen condition. Our bodies are susceptible to aging and decay and pain and sorrow. But because of the last Adam who came into the world, that we might be born again, we will receive heavenly bodies like his heavenly body. And God didn't have to hook us up like that, but I'm so glad that he will and that he does. That's the grace of God. So based on these three passages that we briefly covered today, Philippians chapter 3 verses 20 through 21, 1 John chapter 3 verse 2, 1 Corinthians 15, 46 through 49, we see that we will have bodies like the body of Jesus when we go to heaven and when we go into the eternal state. Jesus' body is the prototype for our heavenly bodies. And if you come back next week, I'll tell you some things that I know will bless you. But let's stand for prayer at this time. Amen. I did it. I stayed within my time limit. I wanted to go off, but no. But no, we really have some good things to share with you. In a moment, you're going to hear um, from myself, Pastor Jerry. The members of our staff and other key leaders in our church, as we just tell you the state of affairs, where we are, what we believe God is telling us uh, as this particular local body in this time that we're in. Um, and so when I pray, this is our time to meet and greet. For those you haven't seen, we're going to take about five minutes so that those who have children can go get your children, bring them back over, and then we'll get started uh right before 11:28, something like that okay so let's take five minutes daddy thank you for this time thank you for the body of christ thank you for the church thank you for this sheep your people the sheep of your pasture thank you for this teaching today that lord we're going to be like christ we're going to receive bodies like the body of christ lord what a gift thank you for loving us so you're a good good father so bless you, Lord, and I pray that the knowledge of this will encourage those of us who have family members who've gone on, and they may be wondering, what is their body like? What are they doing? I pray that the truth would set us free. I pray, Lord God, that the enemy and all of his lies would be defeated and cast down because of the truth that's found in the word of God. Thank you for setting us up to be hooked up like this. What an awesome God you are. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Spend some time loving on your neighbor. Yes, you're welcome to stay. Strong Tower members, I hope you will stay with us. Go get your children.